This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. More shocking testimony from Amber Heard. I've never been so scared of my life. And the awkward moment in court when they came face to face. Then... Firestorm over the six-year-old kid who ran a marathon. 12 miles to go. What the parents are saying today. And Dave Chappelle tackle outrage. Can you believe he's being charged with just a misdemeanor? I'm actually shocked and angry. And beefed up security at comedy clubs. Plus, John Benet Ramsey exclusive. Call to reopen the 26-year-old investigation. Anyone that do this to a child is just beyond sick. Then, was this breakout star hassled on the Met Gala red carpet, or was it all a big misunderstanding? What the video shows, and the document that could hold the key to tracking down the Supreme Court leaker. The dog-eared corner. The staple removed. The yellow highlights. Plus, Deborah Norville. Deb makes a deal on Let's Make a Deal. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Amber Heard spent her second day on the witness stand testifying in the defamation case brought by her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. Once again, Depp avoided making eye contact with Heard, and she told the jury that Depp was insanely jealous and violent. At one point, she says he kicked her in the back on his private plane. Amber Heard returned to the stand with more riveting testimony about life with Johnny Depp. Johnny proposed in front of our families in this big, you know, surprise. He surprised me, got down on one knee and, and, you know, I cried and hugged my mother and hugged his mother. And he gave me this enormous diamond ring. I looked into his eyes and I saw... My future, hope, you know, like blind hope, so in love. But their lives together deteriorated due to his drug and alcohol abuse, especially when they were in London when he was making a movie. When he came home, they had to carry him home. Objection hearsay. Did you see that? I watched it. I was shocked that he could do it. One of the security guards carried, carried Johnny like a baby. Amber portrayed Depp as being consumed with jealousy. Following the Met Gala in 2014, they had a physical blow-up in their New York hotel. Johnny starts asking me about this woman. Um, he thought I was looking at this woman in a sexual way. And at some point, he just whacks me in the face. 
I think that was the first time I was like, is this a broken nose? And she says he was in a rage when she won an acting job with actor James Franco. He hated, hated James Franco um, and was already accusing me of kind of secretly having a thing with him in my past. Amber said Depp physically attacked her on a private plane going from Boston to L.A. after discovering her role in the movie involved filming an intimate scene with James Franco. He just kicked me in the back. No one said anything. No one did anything. There was a moment today when Amber Heard began to detail the Boston flight. This jury was glued in to her story and really hearing a different set of facts than they've heard so far in this trial. In court, audio from the flight was played. Depp locked himself in the bathroom. Uh, started howling like an animal and passed out in the bathroom with the door locked. <laughs> but perhaps the most harrowing testimony of the day came when she told about their knockdown drag out fight in Australia in 2015. My head was bashing against the back of the bar and I couldn't breathe. And I remember trying to get up and I was slipping on the glass. My feet were slipping, my arms were slipping on the countertops. And I remember just trying to get up so I could breathe, so I could tell him that he was really hurting me. I didn't think he knew what he was doing. And he felt like he was on top of me and I'm, lo I, I'm looking at him in his eyes and I don't see him anymore. I don't see him anymore. It wasn't him, it was black. I've never been so scared in my life, it was, it was black. And there was this very awkward moment in court when they came face to face with each other during a break as Amber went one way and Depp went another. Johnny Depp is seeking $50 million in damages. He claims Ms. Hurd's accusations of abuse are false and ruined his career. How young is too young when it comes to something as physically challenging as running a marathon? That question is causing a lot of controversy after it was revealed that a six-year-old little boy just ran a full marathon. Les Trent spoke with his family. Controversy over this six-year-old kid who ran and completed a 26-mile marathon. Now his parents are under fire for entering him in the race. 12 miles to go. This is little Rainier Crawford in another race, a half marathon. Sometimes he runs, sometimes he walks. The video was posted on the family's YouTube channel. On Sunday, Rainier took part in Cincinnati's annual Flying Pig Marathon with his parents and siblings. He finished in 8 hours and 36 minutes. Social media is now going nuts. Everything about this is wrong. Little kids are not physically developed to handle the physical demands of the marathon. But others are supportive. Teaching children endurance and overcoming difficulties is great. Dr. Jordan Metzl specializes in sports medicine. I love the idea of getting your kids active. But in general, we don't recommend marathon distance running for kids really under the age of 18. If he wants to stop, or if I think, you know, his body is it's too much for him, then absolutely we, we would stop and make sure he was okay. I spoke really to Cammie and Ben Crawford and their kids today. What would you say uh, to the critics out there? 
I'm not saying everyone should do this, but this is just what we did and something we really enjoyed and thought was healthy for our family. In the wake of the controversy, the marathon organizer says letting the youngster take part was not the best course of action. Can I see your medal? Oh my goodness, what does it say? <laughs> Let's see. It says flying pig. The boy's family says they didn't see any signs of heat exhaustion or dehydration. The marathon folks say moving forward, they will make sure all the runners are over 18. It was a shocking moment when a man rushed the stage and tackled comedian Dave Chappelle. Initial reports said he was being charged with felony assault with a lethal weapon because he did have a knife in his possession. But today, the L.A. District Attorney's Office made this announcement. The suspect will only be charged with a misdemeanor. Hey, Dave, how's it going, buddy? Dave Chappelle is spotted for the first time since an assailant tackled him on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. Now comes outrage that the man under arrest faces, at most, a misdemeanor charge, even though the attack was caught on video for the world to see. Police also recovered this replica handgun with a dagger attached from the assailant. The evidence, as presented, did not constitute felony conduct, the L.A. District Attorney's Office announced today. I'm shocked and angered. This is clearly an assault. Comedian Tehran Von Gossery was front row during the Chappelle incident. As a person who was right there, I'm letting you know right now that that was a premeditated, pre-orchestrated, organized intentful attack. Um, Howard Stern is now ripping into what he sees as Hollywood's double standard, comparing Will Smith's slap at the Oscars five weeks ago to Dave Chappelle's attacker. Listen, you don't treat Will Smith any different than they did the Chappelle attacker. The audience at the Oscars gave Will Smith a standing ovation after the attack. That's the truth. They didn't break Will's hands. They shook him. And it's wrong. And they all should be ashamed of themselves. Today, there are rising concerns that other comedians could be the next targets of violence. Here at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, a billboard is emblazoned with an image of Dave Chappelle, and it reads, protect our comics. The comedy club is also beefing up security, going from their normal two security guards to a total of five guards. For the first time ever, the Laugh Factory is also using metal detectors. We are very concerned uh, just because usually there's copycats out there. Uh, when one incident happens, then a bunch of others think, oh, let me get famous. And it was a big night for Sydney Sweeney. She's the breakout star of HBO's Euphoria. She attended her very first Met Gala. But was she harassed on the red carpet? She's the breakout star from HBO's hit show, Euphoria. But was Sydney Sweeney inappropriately hassled on the red carpet at her first Met Gala appearance? The 24-year-old actress arrived in a strapless Tory Burch gown, posing with the designer and actress Kerry Washington. Then, in a very dramatic moment, she ripped off the bottom of the gown to reveal a short party dress. It drove the photographers crazy. But what happened next is the center of a fierce debate. Did a photographer ask her a totally obnoxious question? Just listen. The allegation went viral after it was posted by this TikTok user. You hear one of the paparazzi scream at her being like, hey, Sydney, does anyone down there have boobs like you do? But was it a misunderstanding? Did the photographer actually say, does anyone have moves like you down there? And come on, show us those moves. Was he referencing that moment when she was twirling on the stairs? 
Whatever was said, Sydney shrugged it off. Sydney Sweeney. Then she made no mention of it to Jimmy Fallon during her appearance on The Tonight Show Tuesday night. The Met released a statement saying, We are neither clear if the allegation is accurate nor who the reporter may have been. Yet surely we would not condone any of our guests being treated in this unprofessional manner. Now on to the biggest whodunit in Washington since Watergate. Who leaked the draft copy of the Supreme Court's abortion decision? Everyone is studying that leaked document looking for clues. The Supreme Court is in lockdown today, surrounded by eight-foot non-scalable fencing. The same fences we saw around the Capitol following the January 6th riot. The barriers were erected overnight, a response to the growing protests over the court's leaked draft to overturn Roe v. Wade. We all want to know who this leaker is. Republican lawmakers are zeroing in on the young law clerks. I think it is very likely a law clerk for one of the three liberal justices. That means there are 12 likely suspects. The whodunit list of suspects could include a secretary, a top court staffer, a justice, a disgruntled court employee, or perhaps even a justice's spouse. A conspiracy theory circulating on social media with zero evidence points to the wife of conservative Justice Clarence Thomas, Ginny Thomas. The leaked draft was published in its entirety by Politico, and there are several clues that could ID the source. It looks hastily photocopied. Notice the top left corner is dog-eared. There is evidence a large staple was removed, and the words first draft are highlighted in yellow. It suggests that this document was, you know, either scanned or pictures taken of it with a phone, and perhaps that was the, the method by which it was transferred. I, I have a strong, high level of confidence that uh, we'd be able to find out who that person is. We're going to find this person, and when they're found, they're going to be fired off the, on the spot. We'll be right back. Next, John JonBenet Ramsey exclusive. Father's call to reopen the 26-year-old investigation. Anyone that do this to a child is just beyond sick. Plus, Deborah Norville. Deb makes a deal on Let's Make a Deal. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. It has been more than 25 years since the death of six-year-old beauty queen JonBenet Ramsey. Now her father, John Ramsey, is asking for a new investigation to finally find his daughter's killer. 
It's America's most famous cold case, the murder of six-year-old John Benet Ramsey on Christmas 25 years ago. Now John Benet's father, John Ramsey, is calling on the governor of Colorado to take the case out of the hands of the Boulder police and transfer it to an independent agency. Anyone that do this to a child is just beyond sick. He may be still out there. And if he is, he's probably killed other children. He's also demanding that the latest cutting-edge DNA technology be used to find John Bonet's killer. There's evidence sitting in a locker somewhere that has never been tested for DNA, and it could be tested. Yep. And you think yep. that could solve this crime, and it hasn't been done. That's correct. Technology has advanced so far in 25 years that to not go back and apply the latest technology is, is just foolish. Today, sure Colorado's Colorado governor announced he will look into how the state can assist in using new technology to further investigate this cold case and to identify John Benet Ramsey's killer. Critics say the case was botched from the beginning by the Boulder PD, and a cloud of unjustified suspicion hung over John Ramsey and his wife Patsy for years following the murder. They were finally exonerated in 2008, two years after Patsy's death from ovarian cancer. We couldn't have been hurt any more than we were hurt by the loss of our child. So we looked at this craziness as just nuisance noise. Who do you think murdered your daughter? I was asked that question early on. I said, I don't know anybody this evil. I don't think I've been around anybody this evil. One investigator uh, told John Ramsey, you know, John, John Bonet may have been murdered in a personal vendetta to hurt him and his family. You may not even know who they are. And, you know, that's a tough pill to swallow. Boulder police say the investigation remains a priority and say they will continue to work with DNA experts from around the country. Meantime, John Ramsey's campaigning for a JonBenet law that would make murdering a child under 10 a federal offense. When we come back, the Mother's Day edition of Let's Make a Deal featuring me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's Make a Deal was my favorite show growing up. And tomorrow, I get to be on it. I'm ready to make a deal. And I'm Deborah Norville. Tomorrow on Let's Make a Deal, it's all about the mamas. I joined Let's Make a Deal for their big Mother's Day special. And they made me feel right at home creating their very first news team. Deborah, it is a pleasure to have you on the news team. I am so happy to be a part of the news team on this amazing show, which has always been one of my favorites since I was a little kid. Let's Make a Deal, just in time for Mother's Day. I had a blast. The show will air on Friday. And when we come back, a very happy little girl. Finally today, she's loud and proud. Little Emma has something to tell her neighbors. She just won this trophy at school for her kindness. Just what the world needs now. We need a lot more Emmas. That is Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.
If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.